Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! Well, thanks for joining us again on another episode of The Third Option. Today we're talking about owning our need for grace or... Why, why we, we all need grace. Why we all need grace. Everybody <laughs> does. So it's certainly not something uh, that's a small thing uh, or certainly some, not something to uh, belittle. And uh, hopefully as we talk about this, we can actually um, show why it's something to be spoken of a lot and something to embrace a whole lot, something to receive a lot and something to give a lot. Um, God is gracious. That's just part of who he is. That's his nature. And uh, we all... Uh, we all need grace don't as humans. Think, don't you think in our culture, we've been sort of trained to have it all together. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to show your vulnerabilities or your weaknesses because you're not successful unless you have it all together. And so sometimes I feel like grace is for people with really big needs and really bad situations instead of like, we all need it. We all um, are in need of it and all of us can, can give it. We all need the grace of God because the, the idea of human perfection is a myth and a fable. Um, and as we realize that, then we can also realize that weakness is part of our story as humans. There are, as you said, vulnerabilities and weaknesses. And rather than seeing it as something we need to get rid of, um, you know, they're again trying to become some kind of a perfect human human being in some way or thinking that it's a flaw or thinking that it makes us less than valuable or less than than worthy of love and acceptance. Um, we we can embrace it as part of who we are. You know, the, the, the classic uh, example of this in the Bible is Paul saying, Paul the apostle saying that he, he pleaded with the Lord, you know, on three different occasions, he said to take this, um, infirmity, it's weakness, take this weakness from me. And, uh, he kept wanting it gone. And finally his answer that he received from God was my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, you don't have to get rid of that. My grace is more than enough for your life, even though you have weakness in your life. And then, then the apostle Paul goes on to write, he says, now I get it. Cause even in my weakness, that weakness part of me, the strength and the power of God is still there. In fact, it shows up more in that, that, that place of, of, of weakness. So we take great comfort in that, knowing that we can still be complete um, in God and still have uh, weaknesses, fallibilities, um, uh, vulnerabilities. And it doesn't, it doesn't take away from who we are, or take away from our worth. Grace says that, and we all need that. We, you know, uh, I can remember a time in my life when I felt like it was all about striving to become something better than what I was. And really the great 
peace and, and, and comfort of life and that rest for, for my soul began to come when I could just accept the fact that, that I had this weakness and it was okay because there was a time I didn't think it was okay. Kind of like uh, in the Garden of Eden, Adam's nakedness, he did not think it was okay. But it seemed to be okay before they ate of the knowledge of good and evil. It seemed to be okay then. It wasn't until um, he took on a certain knowledge of good and evil, which says, that, you know, let's be good and let's don't be evil. Mm-hmm. And he looked at himself and he saw nakedness, or we could say vulnerability or weakness. And he, he judged it as unworthy of, of, of value. Mm-hmm. And so he tried to cover it as if it was not a part of who he was. And he didn't need to do that because God knew he was naked before that and it didn't matter. And that's the way it is with our weakness now. That's grace. Yeah. I feel like I spent a lot of years of my life trying to overcome my weaknesses Mm -hmm. and really get rid of those parts of me that made me feel vulnerable or weak or somehow inferior in this world and culture that we live in where everything um, should look a certain way or be a certain uh, degree of success. I mean, I just went on a self-improvement project Mm -hmm. for probably 30 years and, um, and really didn't even find myself that much different. And I think what's happened to me in really experiencing the grace of God is coming into more of an acceptance of who I am with all of it. Even the, I guess I labeled it the uglier parts of me, but they're the parts of me nonetheless that are seen by God, by this gracious and good God. And they're kind of welcomed and loved. And that I believe is where healing happens instead of trying to like surgically cut out this, you know, part of myself. It's more of a, um, integrating it and accepting it and welcoming it and saying, I know why you're here. Like Mm -hmm. you're here. You, you were trying to protect me. You were trying to, um, you know, keep me from, uh, um, I don't know, going down. And so you don't need me. You don't need that. I don't need that any longer, but I recognize that you had good intentions and, and you're trying to help me. It's a part of, it's a, it's a part of your being human and, and the healing, you know, we may have thought that the healing would come when we got rid of our weakness and then we would be healed and we would be whole, but we find out that the healing comes from the graciousness of God, that we can still be fallible. Mm -hmm. We can still have weakness, Mm -hmm. uh, what other people might call flaws. But grace says that we're still, we're still a whole person and God loves us. And that, that grace of God is so important because it gives us the assurance uh, that we're safe and that we're loved by God. And that's the sense of wholeness that we get. You know, I, I have a definition of true perfection. Um, I like to say a lot of times that perfection is not the absence of flaws. It's the presence of perfect love in the midst of flaws. And, and, and actually with our flaws, or maybe even because of the weaknesses that we have, that's where we see grace. That's where we have learned 
something about the character of our father. If we, if we just thought we were perfect all the time, we would never know how deep his grace and his love and how beautiful um, his mercy and his care really is. But to, to get a revelation, a spiritual revelation of truth about God's compassion and God's care and his grace for us, really it comes because we recognize our, our, our weakness. But when you know the grace of God, it doesn't diminish who you are and it doesn't and and, and acknowledging your weakness doesn't um, doesn't make you feel like less of a person it makes you feel more loved when you know and believe that god loves you in that condition mm. and that's where the feeling of, of, of wholeness comes from because if it weren't for that grace we would just keep striving for this mythical perfection and mm. and like you said it didn't in, in some ways it didn't feel like you'd made that much progress because honestly, no matter how many changes we are successful at making, we're still a million miles away from where we, the perfection that we want. Mm -hmm. We're always going to be able to find these weaknesses and insufficiencies uh, in ourselves, And that's what the word of God means when it says that our sufficiency is of God and not of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, he doesn't love a future version of us. He's not, he did not love us for our potential and say, well, someday they'll become something good. He loved us because he loves us and we are, uh, he sees us as worthy of that love. And that's, 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 that's just how it is, period. I, you know, I think for a long time, I resisted that invitation of grace because I didn't want my, um, you didn't want to keep your flaws. Yeah, no, I don't want them. So like you want to be better. For, for God to like accept them meant that they would always be there and I would always suffer under the shame or the embarrassment of these flaws. But I didn't realize what happens is God swallows up that shame and that embarrassment. And it's almost like you have this strength inside of you that feels almost like well, that you can extend it to other people because it's been extended to you, but it's it's a it's a lifting up. It's not a, I guess what I imagined was, oh, forever I'm going to be embarrassed and ashamed of this. It actually takes away the it shame. Does. You know, there are certain weaknesses that I can see that I've that I've had my whole life, but there also are changes that happen because of grace. They they might not have been the exact ones I always prayed for, right? But they're better. Yes. Um, for one, I mean, I've become a very grateful soul because of that uh, grace of God, rather than being a little bit bitter and saying, "God, why don't you take this away? Why don't you change this about me? Why did you make me this way?" Mm -hmm. Now you can accept God's grace, but you can accept you, and you, like yeah. you said, integrate your whole person, wrap your arms around it, like this is me. Mm -hmm. This is my story. This is what I have experienced and what I deal with uh, in life. And God is with me and God loves me. That's that's grace. And so the changes come. We become more 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 grateful, which it, which brings joy to mm -hmm. our heart. And like you said, we're also able to to extend grace. And that's the that same love and grace coming out of us. So there are changes that happen. And those changes, it's, it's amazing that we still have human weakness but there's also divine things that are coming out like love and forgiveness and peace and joy and gratitude and so on. And, and those are the things 
that have made me feel more complete, whereas I thought that the absence of some flaws would make me feel more complete. Mm -hmm. Only grace can make us feel complete as uh, weak human beings. Mm -hmm. And in spite of our weakness, we have a sense of, I don't know, I don't know if invincibility is the word, safety. Mm -hmm. Safety. Uh, in God throughout all eternity doesn't mean that we don't deal with bad things sometimes in, in life or hard things. But in all of these things, we're aware of God because we have learned and are learning his grace. And we know we found out that he's good and and we believe that he's with us and he loves us. And there's great comfort in that. I think um, you brought up a really good point is that you know, we're always going to have weaknesses as human beings, but we're also living in a fallen world where there's always going to be circumstances that are hard, um, challenging, painful, grief filled. And grace really gives you a big comfort in the midst of those challenges and sorrows that life tends to bring about mm -hmm. and it allows you to kind of walk through those things without getting eaten up by them mm -hmm. or kind of devastated so far down it's not that you won't have emotions or feelings but they won't overtake you and kind of dismantle your life but you'll have sort of a steadiness and even sometimes joy in the midst of great sorrow mm -hmm. because of grace, because of God's, uh, the awareness of God being with you. We, we know that we're not alone because we found out that our, um, our, our weakness does not separate us from God. It doesn't, it doesn't create any gap. I think many of us, um, cause I know that I did for a time, uh, in, in the Christian religion, I, I always, I, I often felt like there was a gap and that gap was due to my own insufficiencies, my own failures, my own flaws. And I felt like it was up to me to try to bridge that gap, that God was waiting for me to get a little bit better so things could get good. And, uh, and grace tells me that, that there is no gap, that there's no, there's no separation. There's, there's only union and communion and unity union with god and uh and so that gives us that gives us comfort in, in no matter what's going on because we're not alone mm -hmm. and that's that's one of the best things about grace that i think because many things that 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 a lot, a lot of times our christian religion um promotes to us while me meaning well it seems to make so many people that, that we run into, it makes them feel like there's always something else they're lacking. Mm -hmm. And grace gives you the sense of wholeness, the grace of knowing the grace of God. It, and, it, and it opens you up to a, to a relationship where you really feel close and you can feel that, that tenderness. You can feel the affection of a relationship with someone who loves you very much. Mm -hmm. And you, you believe it with all your heart. It's not theology. When you when you accept the grace of God and believe in in His gracious heart for you, that He's a wonderful, wonderful God, way much, much better than any of us have ever taught that He is, including you and me. I'm sure He's better than anything we've ever said about Him. Yeah, I think even that 
there's such a potential to grow in that because I have said, and I've heard it said a lot, like, I know God loves me, but this is a really, you know, um, situation that's different, or I know that God loves me, but you know, there's this. And I think sometimes it's like the ocean. It's like holding a handful of the ocean in your hand and saying, I know the ocean, but you, there's so much to it that there's no, buts. Mm -hmm. there, there's no, um, but if there's any situation in your life where you are feeling like hopeless or, you know, it's too big for God or you need to trust God, but also do some other things. I don't know that you really are fully experiencing that love relationship with God. There's so much of God to know. When, especially, you know, when you describe them that way, like an ocean and many of us, what, you know, we're, we're holding a, a handful of, of ocean and, and it's great because we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, but it's wonderful to know that he's better and he's bigger. And when I think of the bigness of God there again, remember that we are his offspring. He really is our daddy and we're born of him. We come of him mm -hmm. and we are also eternal with him. And so actually in that beautiful union that we see through the grace of God, we're, we're very big, even though we're also very weak in our flesh. See, and that's, that, that's what that, that sense of, of, of bigness in him overrides the flaws and the failures and the falling on our face. And, and even the, the, the hardships of this life, like there again, Paul said, his grace is sufficient for me. And so that's what makes these earthly burdens much more light. If you, if you don't know that he's with you, if you don't know that he hears you, if you don't know that he cares. Or, or if you know that he's with you, but it's small, you make it small by saying, you know, I know God's with me, but, yeah. you know, this is really a bigger thing. It's like, no, 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 no. It, it overshadows whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. And you know why, you know, you know why our minds will make God small why? things there again, not, a, not having a, 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 a a taste of grace, not really knowing what grace is mm -hmm. because, because that's what allows God to be big with us is mm -hmm. that, that, that grace of God. If we're, if we're not convinced of grace, then we're not convinced that he's with us or if he is with us, maybe he doesn't There's care. There's no effect. Right. And so therefore, okay, God's with us, but so that's what? not very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, and when people say that, they're thinking in a theological way mm -hmm. and not in a communion way, which comes through grace. I, I often say you have to you have to be established in grace. If you're not established in grace, you're not knowing the true God. You're probably still devoted to an image mm -hmm. of God. And I speak from my own experience that we create our own images of God. He might be vengeful. He might be the kind that turns his face away from you when you fail. Or when you fall, you sin. You know, we have all these things that we we put together in our minds. But when we see the beauty of his grace, it opens up the ocean mm -hmm. of love yeah. that we get to explore and experience throughout the rest of eternity. It's absolutely beautiful. And that's when God becomes real. He becomes the wonderful wonderful father. I'm so glad you're saying that because I do remember um, a time 
when I think I was writing a letter to God, maybe, and I remember feeling like, Lord, you seem impotent in this situation in my life. Like there seems to be the fact that I know you, there seems to be no power here, like nothing's changing. So I've got to, in my own flesh, do some other things. Mm. And I don't know why at that point in my life, I really couldn't or just didn't see the enormity of his love and grace. And maybe it's because I had my foot in both the legal, the legalism camp and the hmm. um, idea of grace. So maybe that was confusing to me, but um, yeah, you, I guess you see it when you see it. Right. And we, and, and we're seeing it in ever increasing measure too. Mm -hmm. So, so you can, you can see some, you can taste some, you can have, have some revelation on it, but the more <laughs> that we embrace it, the more we, we know the more we taste it, the better it gets. It actually increases the joy and it certainly increases the peace, which I think is the greatest treasure that, that you can carry. That's something I look for for many years as a Christian, thinking that if I got this right, I'd finally have peace. Or if I got this blessing, mm -hmm. I'd finally have peace. Or if I got to this level of spirituality, whatever that meant, uh, mm -hmm. I'd finally have peace. And finally, I found out that he was my peace he was enough. He's all I needed. And I had him. So I was good. And that began to bring me into rest. And it's been an ever increasing thing since then. Mm -hmm. And that's another wonderful thing about this good news is that it really gets better and better inside. You really get more and more peace. Your situations might go up and down. Who knows what's going to happen. But inside with this knowledge of the Father, as we're knowing a gracious God, our peace and our joy mm -hmm. increase. I think that's really good because the peace is really what the value is. Um, a lot of times we think if the situation outside of us changes, we'll get peace, but really that peace is the gift. You don't in that peace, you don't have room to get offended or you don't have room to hold a grudge. It's like, there's so much peace in you that that doesn't even become a temptation. Absolutely. Because, because that peace gives you the sense of fullness and wholeness. In fact, the Hebrew word is shalom <laughs> or the um, uh, Greek word is irene, irene or some form yeah. of that. And they both, they both speak of a, of a wholeness uh, that comes. And when you, like you said, when you have that, you don't have room for grudges or offense as easily as you did before, because you're at peace. You know, we, we, we hold grudges and we take offense because we're frustrated. We're, we're, we're living in a, in a place of frustration. And so, you know, every little thing people or people do to us, it affects us. We feel like, and it's, it affects us negatively. And so when you have a sense of wholeness through peace, you don't hold on to grudges and offenses and you're and and more graciousness flows out of us and forgiveness because we have received abundance of grace therefore we have abundance of grace to give right. and the forgiveness becomes real see when when we're more legalistic we know that we're supposed to forgive and we, we'll put that we'll impose that that rule upon us mm -hmm. and we'll try to do it now, some of the little things, it's we can do it. It's pretty easy. But but then some of those big things, you know, you run into people that they've 
they've been over for years. They've still been trying to get past this one offense, you know, and they just can't forgive it because it's hard. It, it, it hurt too much. Um, but um, as you learn the grace of God, as you learn his heart, Mm-hmm. And it and it has this effect upon you. In fact, isn't one of the the definitions of grace the divine influence upon the heart? As it has that effect upon you, you find forgiveness becomes more and more natural. It's almost second nature. It does become second and nature. And it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right or good to stay in that wrestling to forgive. Like no, you just sort of like relax into it and yeah yeah because the grace brings you there again into the sense of wholeness so you're not needy Mm -hmm. you don't need something from somebody you don't need someone to correct their actions you don't need someone necessarily to apologize Mm -hmm. you know you don't need you don't you don't need anything and because you're full in your heart you have plenty to give whether you're receiving from people or not, because you're always receiving goodness and love and graciousness and forgiveness and everything else. You're always receiving it from God because you can. You know he's full of grace. Mm. So you can always receive what you need from him. He is our source of life. And that's the way it was supposed to be in the beginning. He is the tree of life and we partake of that beautiful fruit. The other thing that I see grace of providing is, you know, in this world, you're going to run into people who are kind of, can be kind of unlovable or, or just really hard to love and challenging. And I think grace allows you to see them through mm-hmm. another set of eyes and you start to have sort of uh, empathy or compassion for what's behind what makes them so difficult. I call that the spirit of understanding. There again, that comes from, from a knowledge of grace. And, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it, I think, is because, you know, once I began to see, wait a minute, if God can love me, no matter what I've done or what I might do, if he can love me in my condition, and, if he, and I also saw not only did he love me now, but he saw me when I thought I was at my worst. Mm-hmm. And I and I understood that grace. See, that grace became big. It becomes bigger when you see the truth of it. I, I, I used to think grace covered a certain amount of ground. Now I see it covers everything. Mm-hmm. And if it covers everything for me, then... It covers everything for everyone else. Yes. And so mm-hmm. if it covers everything for everything else, then then they're worthy of grace too. Mm-hmm. Even if my, if if my flesh wants to judge them as doing something worse than I would do, mm-hmm. it's still I understand God's grace is still big enough. It still goes deep enough. Mm-hmm. It still reaches every part of who they are, and they're worthy of that grace. Mm-hmm. They're worthy yeah. of that grace in in God's eyes, and so we see them as precious mm-hmm. rather than as evil. Yeah, we look past the evil that they might do. Mm-hmm. But we and we see the heart of a human that's precious, and we understand that maybe what they're doing, they're doing out of pain, mm-hmm. out of blindness, out of frustration, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's something to be pitied, and cared about, and loved, rather than something to be hated. Right. And that's divine. That's mm-hmm. when we, like you say, we're seeing with the Father's eyes. When you see yourself starting to think like that and feel like that. Man, you 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 know that beautiful changes mm-hmm. 
are taking place in your life. Yeah. So that's why we need grace. In I know. A so, so basically, we can all own our need for grace because all of us are human, and none of us have are perfect, and or ever will be. We all are going to run into situations and people that are painful or uncomfortable or, um, you know, anything like that. So we're all, all needing to have a, a, some extent of grace yeah. in our lives. We need it. And I'm so glad we do. Because oh. we learn God and we draw near to God that way. Yeah. And grace too. You say grace when you sit down to eat your dinner. Absolutely. So grace also brings you a thankful heart and yeah. makes you very aware of God's goodness. And, and, and it brings up a gratitude yeah. and a gratefulness for that. Yeah. It so really all does. of that is why we all, every single person um, has a need yeah. for grace. And it's beautiful. So let's let's own it. We we need grace. <laughs> Thank God for making us needy of grace because now we can know him in the most beautiful way. Thanks for listening guys. We hope you have a great day. Tune in next time. Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.